Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, April the 21st, as we come off just a brutal, brutal loss last night for the Philadelphia Phillies to Gabe Kavler and the San Francisco Giants and brutal on on many levels. And they have now officially lost this series with the Giants. One more today, day game, um, but, you know, look, just a, a real disappointing showing. Fall under 500 for the first time this season, sitting at 8-9 on the season, just a, uh, again, a real disappointing turn of events. You thought with the Giants coming to town, the game factor, but also just, you know, look, I know the Giants are now 11-6 uh, and six on the season. They have a good record, um, but the Phillies are a much more talented baseball team than they are, and that that's what's so disappointing about this series so far. And obviously different issues in each game, as we you know talked about yesterday, the offense going silent in game one, and then yesterday a different issue. You know, the offense at least showed up, you know, and enough to win the game, theoretically. And, uh, and uh, it didn't... Uh, it was enough, as uh, again we'll get to, and um, I, you know, just again, just a really disappointing game. I, I don't know how else to put it. Really disappointing showing from this Phillies team, and I think you have to, you know, it it, it highlights a lot of issues uh, with this team, and uh, you know, let's dive into it. And uh, obviously, also some injury problems from last night too, really. A lot to get into. None of it is super fun. So uh, let's dive in. Uh, uh, again, a 10-7 to loss last night to Gabe Kapler and his San Francisco Giants. The Phillies uh, just, uh, again, you know, it really felt, of all the games this season, it felt like the most 2020 loss we've had yet this season. Just a, you, know, you have the lead and you blow it and, and all the... The good stuff. Uh, Like I said, I mean, offensively, you can't kill the team too much. Um, Bit of a weird lineup. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. Uh, Matt Joyce leading off instead of Kutch. He did get on base twice, a hit and a walk, so I guess that's that's something, but didn't do much. Um, uh, Bryce Harper, another good game. He did strike out feebly to end the game, but um, he... uh, you know, two for three, two walks, 
Harvard's batting 346 on the season right now with a 485 on base percentage and a 577 slugging. Um, so an OPS over a thousand. I mean, that's that's awesome. You know, Bryce Harper's giving you everything you could ask for. Obviously, not a ton of power so far comparatively, you know, um, but did have those two that the wind took and all that stuff. But um, he's been awesome. You know, you can't at all complain about what Bryce Harper's giving you. Um, JT, you know, had a hit. Uh, uh, Hoskins, a home run, granted, made it 10 to 7 at the end of the game. So didn't do much. Uh, honestly, Harper really, the, the main. Guy carrying the offense. Boom, a, a two-run shot. Uh, Brad Miller getting a chance to play a little bit. A, a three-run shot. That was a big hit for the team. Put him up early. Um, Miller, again, someone who, you know, with the offensive struggles this team has had, I've been surprised that he hasn't gotten an opportunity to play a little bit more. Um, maybe in left field. Um, maybe, you know, today he, he played at first base. Um and then moved to second with uh, the Gene Segura injury, which we will talk about, which I alluded to. Um, but, you know, now with, with Segura out, I don't know if Miller can – I don't know if Miller can play second base anymore. He was a second base once upon a time. I don't know if he could play it well anymore. Um, look, he knows how to play it. He's played it before. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see what the Phillies do with that. We'll get in the Segura injury a little bit more because I, I think if nothing else, he certainly will miss a game or two. Uh, it certainly looked um, like it could be a, an IL stem. We'll see. Um, we'll talk about it in a minute. But but ultimately, offensively, look, the Phillies put up seven, um, six when it, it really mattered um, and had leads. You know, go up 4 nothing on that Miller homer after uh, Nicky Matan double scoring Mickey Moniak. Fun to see that get the, the uh, fun to see those guys get involved. Mickey Moniak one for three with a run scored. Nice to see. Um, as he got a hit, uh, center fielder breaking the streak. He uh, went with one to the left side. The shift was on, uh, kind of tapped it the other way, able to get a single out of it. Um, breaking the streak. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, but it had been since April 4th since a Philly center fielder had gotten a hit. A Philly center fielder were two for 45 coming to the game. So now with the one for three, three for 48, crushing it. Um, but still nice to see Mick it. And also Mick on the opening play made a, a, a just an awesome, awesome, like really, truly, you know, web gem type play, a diving full extension catch in center field. So that was awesome to see too. But, um, again, uh, you know, it really ultimately came down to pitching in this one. Uh, the inverse of the last game, Zach Wheeler, uh, you know, let's be really wasn't good enough flat out. You know, the Phillies gave him a lead. He wasn't able to hold it. Um, he held it, but not enough, you know, it made it four to three after a couple of homers, Buster Posey, one of his two homers in the game. And then after Bohm homered, uh, to make it a six, three game, then, then Wheeler gave up another run. Uh, in the six on another busted Posey home run. Wheeler only goes five and two-thirds, uh, allows five hits, three walks, four earned runs, and six strikeouts. You know, that's that's not enough from Wheeler. It, you know, it isn't. Five and two-thirds, four runs? No, sorry. Especially after we see Nola come out and dominate a couple starts ago. You know, you want to see Wheeler kind of match that and bring that intensity too. And, um, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying Wheeler's bad. He's a very good pitcher, but... Um, we definitely have not seen the guy we saw in the, the first start of the season again. And, and uh, pitchers, you know, vary from start to start, but, 
Um, certainly last night, you know, Wheeler has to have some share of that blame of the, the loss. Wheeler was not good enough. Um, the biggest culprit was Connor Brogdon, who just didn't have it. Uh, pitches two-thirds of an inning, gives up six runs. Uh, we'll get into that. Ramon Rosso actually pitched really well after that, an inning and a third, no runs. And Sam Coonrod continues to be really good. <laughs> guy's been really good for the Phillies, a 1-3 one, one area on the season, pitching an inning and a third, a shutout ball. Um, but let's get to the two, in my opinion, biggest things of the night. Uh, first, the one we mentioned, the Gene Segura injury initially. Um it didn't look great. Uh, you know, one of those plays we've seen it, you know, a uh, hundred times, a thousand times watching baseball. A guy hustling to first. Segura, you know, for all the, you know, history, let's say, with the hustling, he has hustled his butt off this season. Really, uh, multiple infield hits. You know, he's really been um, that double, the 200 double yard, and just sprints around the bases. Um so, you know, he's really, he's brought it from that perspective. So no one can knock him. And he's hustling to first on this play. And, you know, one of those where he kind of extends for the base, you see him kind of slam the base, come past it and just grab the hamstring area and kind of come up limp and do the the kind of hop along thing. Um, you know, look, sometimes those end up good. Sometimes they end up bad. I think more often than not, it requires some sort of an, an IL stay. You know, those are generally some sort of pull in that area and it's tough for players to play with those they really need to uh, you know let those rest so if, hey, look and again I, I no idea but if i had to bet i would bet on an il stay if nothing else i would certainly bet on on segura missing a few games which you know creates an issue for this team with Didi gregorius unable to play again last night and look nikki matan had a nice game, had that RBI hit, and uh, has played good shortstop. Had a really outstanding diving play last night, too, and uh, really has been pretty sure-handed and, and had a good arm, you know, which has been something that was plaguing Didi, and obviously now we know why his throws had lacked such juice because uh, the elbow is an issue. So, um, you know, with Didi hurt, with Segura hurt, that's your middle infield, and something we've talked about a ton on this show and something that was one of my biggest concerns with this team, you know, into the season and, and heading in is, is the depth, the lack of, of organizational depth. When we talk about the best teams in baseball, the Dodgers, the, the Braves, sadly, the, uh, you know, the, these teams, they, they raise whoever they have all this organizational depth that they can pluck from. They have guys that they can come up um, when they have issues. And obviously the Phillies with the, the COVID issue, lose Alvarado, that's that's major. Um, situations like that, you know, these types of injuries, Didi, Segura, that's the thing with baseball. We all know it's a it's a grind. It's an absolute grind of a, of a season. And guys are going to fall and that come back and some are going to be out for the season and and that's that's the natural course of a season and i think maybe and this is just hypothesizing on the spot but you know who knows coming off this weird sham of a season last year where they have a short spring training play a weird six game season maybe you know some of the bodies aren't ready i mean we've already seen some injuries early as a season who knows um but uh regardless um it's certainly a problem 
for this Phillies team. And then they lose Ronald Torres. That's why Matan's out. But then if you lose Segura for any extended period of time, too, and and you hope Didi can come back soon, that still seemed to be a day-to-day thing. So that's good. But, man, it's uh, it's, it's a situation for this team. They're not stacked with depth. They're not. And, you know, like teams like the Dodgers or, or the Braves, they can just bring guys up. They have organizational guys where they can, you know, like bring guys in and, and fill holes uh, for times. The Dodgers, it's it's unbelievable the amount of talent they have. I mean, they got David Price pitching out of the bullpen just because, like, they can't – they don't need him in the rotation. I mean, it's such a luxury. They have so many luxuries because they're so much more – put together, organizationally speaking, and that's an issue for this Phillies team. It flat out is, and we're seeing it bear out early, which is a shame because you'd hope you can kind of get a little deeper into the season before you start to have to deal with these um, injuries and roster depth issues, especially because, you know, we know how baseball works. It's rare that that trades happen early in the season. So uh, it could be a while before they're able to fill these holes. And, you know, when you were already talking about holes on the roster prior to injuries you know looking at the fourth and fifth star really the fourth star we all know um looking at center field looking at mccutcheon who has been tough i mean there are spots and you hope mccutcheon can turn around that's that's really all you can you, you do there you know for now um but center field a massive issue uh you know and, and you hope mickey can get it going and and it, last night was encouraging um but in general, I mean, they're just holes on the team to begin with, and then you start to lose guys who, you, who you're counting on, I mean, for an extended period of time. And, again, you hope Didi's back soon. You hope Segura's not a big-time long-term injury. But it is something that you think about when you're in this situation, when you already see the guys who are already forced into playing time because of this stuff, especially because Kingery has been such an issue, and, and they can't play him. Yeah, you know, they couldn't call him up. Maybe we'll see him if Segura's out for an extended period of time. Who knows? Um, obviously second base, his natural position. Um, but it's not a good spot that they're in right now from a a roster perspective, uh, with the trip to Colorado coming up and, and then to St. Louis, um, you know, you really wanted to see them win, win that game last night. That's what it comes back to. And, uh, We'll see, but I'm, I'm nervous. I'm really nervous about where they're at right now um, in, in terms of a chance to, to have a lull um, if they don't start to, to win some games, if they don't start to, you know, and they're going to have to fight through it because, again, we'll see. You hope for injury luck, but they're certainly in a spot right now with the, the COVID list guys and the um, potential gene injury, um, which I, I believe was called a quad strain Um so, um, we'll see. Uh, it didn't look like one of those ones where, um, sometimes the player comes up limp, uh, after it and it just look, you're like, Oh, that's bad. You know, that's a bad one. They can't put any weight on it. They have to be helped off. It wasn't like that. Like he was kind of able to walk off with the trainer and stuff. So I'm, I'm somewhat hopeful that it won't be a long stay or a long issue, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, Let's get to the other big issue from last night's game, in my opinion. And that was the the Connor Brogdon situation. And Joe Girardi's rolling it. And it, it basically the... I mean, 
the fact that I think we have to say that Joe Girardi hasn't done a very good job this season so far, you know, and I don't, I don't think that that's a, an indictment of what he could do for the rest of the season. But I, I, you know, I think he's made some mistakes, some some notable ones, and and last night a massive one that I think could have cost the Phillies the baseball game. You know, I mean, Girardi has Brogdon come out and look. I know that they're thin right now, and and we saw it with Ramon Rosso come out, but Ramon Rosso pitched well, um, but. You're up six to four. Trotty brings Brogdon in. Look, that not going to kill him for that, right? I mean, Connor Brogdon's been the team's best reliever, and I'm not going to kill Connor Brogdon because when he comes out, it's clear he doesn't have it. He just didn't have it. Gives up two base runners and then a three-run shot to Alex Dickerson. A no doubt about it, jack shot from again Alex Dickerson. Very clear that Connor Brogdon just didn't have it he didn't have it like flat out everyone knew it we were all watching the game anyone watching that game knew that that guy just didn't have it that night and that's what happens sometimes like even to the best pitchers in the world you know maybe other than Jacob deGrom um you know I mean we know it we've seen it with Aaron Nola Aaron Nola can go out and do what he did last time and have a 10 strikeout complete game but he can also go out and give up six runs in four innings like it happens to the best of them and you know that's that's why relievers are volatile and all that but what Joe Girardi's job is, is to be like all of us were last night and see that Connor Brogdon didn't have it and say, okay, like, I get it. First of all, I think there are a lot of people who might have pulled him before he gave up the Dickers and home run, but I, I understood trusting him in that spot. You know, he's been so good. But after the Dickers and home run, I think a lot of people pull him. And then for sure, when he allows the next base runner, he is pulled, like done, for sure. But then he allowed him to get another base runner and give up another three-run home run? Like, what? It's crazy. I am so floored by that decision from Girardi. I'm floored by it. I, I thought it was his single worst move as a Phillies manager so far. Uh, and again, this is like compounded by the fact that Girardi has not had a great season. We've talked about it. I mean... Obviously, there was the the high profile move of uh, you know Zach Wheeler start as a coincidentally when you know, maybe Girardi kind of loses his mind when Wheeler starting for some reason, but you know coming out to the mound twice and, and Wheeler having to leave the game because of it just a very notable obvious uh, glaring mistake that everyone could see, but also we you know I think just it's pretty clear that that he has not done a great job managing the bullpen this season. You know the bullpen has been really good, but we've had a few gaffes in these spots where it's just felt like he has either left guys out too long or kind of conceded a baseball game. And that, look, the bullpen isn't the place to kill him the most, I think. Um, obviously some weird line decisions too, but the biggest thing is that this team just has been flat and they haven't played sharp baseball. You know, they, they've been bad defensively. And look, I get it. They're a bad defensive club. They are. We talked about heading into the season, you know, that that was a a real potential concern for this team, a potential Achilles heel. I mean, because they're bad defensively. Talent-wise, they're clearly bad defensively. Uh, below average at most positions, if not all outside of JT and, and Bryce maybe. Like, they're, they're, they're bad. But there's a difference between being bad defensively and there's a, and, and playing sharp, um, playing unfocused, um, error, laden baseball and that's what we've seen this team do like they have not looked like a well-managed team 
that's the best way you can put it. They have not looked like a well-managed team. And again, that that decision last night by Girardi, I thought, turned a one-run game into a, a four-run game, flat out. One-run game into a four-run game. And maybe it happens anyway if Rosso comes in, I don't know, or if you, you bring someone else in. But it was definitely going to happen with Brogdon. We could all see it. The kid just didn't have it. He gave him six runs. He gave up two three-run bombs in an inning. What reliever is allowed to do that in a one-run game? In a game that wasn't that was a two-run lead, then a one-run game. What reliever is allowed to do that? That never happens. Because no one allows him to stay in that long. It's not like he's going to get better as the as the inning goes on. He's a reliever. The more pitches, he's going to get more tired and less max effort. And and he's not used to pitching super long innings. Like it just, I really thought it was a horrendous, horrendous job by Joe Girardi last night. And and I think it, it, you know, it is um, highlighted by the fact that they're losing to Gabe Kapler, right? And I'm look, I was never, I was never a Gabe Kapler hater, and at times I was a Gabe Kapler supporter. Uh, I thought he should be fired at the end, but f- it wasn't for his uh, in-game managing or any like that, or even really the managing. It was, it was his his way he presented himself to the media, the way he handled Philadelphia, the way he handled the situation. But, I mean, from an in-game managing perspective, I think Gabe's done a, a, a better job than Girardi. I mean, Gabe has a, a, a San Francisco Giants team 11-6, and six, that is nowhere near as talented as the Phillies, like we talked about, like nowhere close. So I think after a night like last night, it's really fair to call out Joe Girardi. And uh, like when we got Joe Girardi, when they signed Joe Girardi, it was to be a difference maker. It's like, all right, this guy is, is worth wins. This guy is a culture changer. This guy is a... A-level, top-of-the-line manager. And he hasn't been that so far. And I still think he can be that. You know, obviously, he has a track record of success and credibility that I'm not besmirching. I obviously was incredibly excited when they hired him and have had very high hopes for him, but flat out, he hasn't lived up to them so far. I've been disappointed with Joe Girardi as the Phillies manager so far. And... Look, I also am someone who um, thinks that baseball managers don't make that big a difference on wins and losses. You know, I, I really don't. But, but um, that doesn't mean that, that he's done a good job, you know, and that doesn't mean that, that him doing a bad job hasn't hurt the Phillies. I think the roster is certainly the biggest reason they are where they are, but... I think Girardi's played a role, and and certainly in the light of looking at it as he has not been the difference maker that we all thought he would be, or that he is uh, billed as being. He hasn't been yet, and he still can be. Look, his 60-game season last year is weird. I'm not going to really indict anyone for last year, whoever you are. Not only was it a, a weird season, but you know these are all human beings who had to have this weird pandemic experience of trying to play baseball and trying to do this and that and like I get it if if it wasn't um your best showing and we're only what 17 games into this season so I'm not gonna again 
kill Girardi too much for it, but we have to be real with ourselves and say that, like, so far, what we have to judge on, he hasn't been great. And that's the way I feel. I feel like he has not been great. Uh, And I hope that that turns around because, you know, this Phillies team is in a spot right now. Again, uh, they've lost uh, nine of their last 13, 4-9 in their last 13 games. I mean, that's horrible. That's horrible. So they better turn around, and Girardi's going to need to be a part of that because, you know, this team needs to have some more drive. Have Flip over some tables or something. Do what you got to do, Joe. I don't know, but, like, you got to get these guys to show up because they have, have not, you know, ever since that opening start to the season, they've been much more lethargic, much less sharp, much less cohesive, much less fun. And I think Girardi, you know, owns some of that. All right, thank goodness today we have Ace Eflin on the hill. Zach Eflin has been very good. Last outing, obviously a great one. Anthony Descalfani, though, for the Giants has been really good too so far. So um, gonna need uh, we're going to need Zach to bring it. So uh, F, please help us out. We need a God take at least one before heading on the road. Obviously, the, the road has not been kind. To the Phillies. All right. Uh, we will be back. Either way, we'll react to what happens uh, today and uh, off day tomorrow and then heading into the weekend. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk about it all. Until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.